Welcome to Untamed Intimacy, the show that helps you get to the core of what creates safety, love, connection, passion, and pleasure in your relationship. You'll learn how to resolve conflict, communicate authentically, and rekindle passion. So you can create untamed intimacy in your relationship. I'm Ani Manian. And I'm Lee Noto. We're the founders of Untamed Intimacy. And together, we serve couples all around the world to help them create the wildest love they have ever known. We believe that our relationships are the most powerful vehicles for growth, and our partners are our greatest teachers. If you're ready to create untamed intimacy in your relationship, then this is the podcast for you. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. And you'll be notified as soon as we drop a juicy episode. And if you really love and receive value from this podcast, we'd like to ask two things. Please leave a five-star review and consider connecting with us on Instagram at untamed underscore intimacy. And take a screenshot of your favorite episodes and share them in your stories so others can find this content too. And if you'd like to be coached live on air or have any questions that you'd like answered on the show, visit us at untamedintimacylive.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Holy shit. I am so excited because over the next number of episodes, I am going to have a very, very, very special guest who is not really much of a a guest at all. He's my beloved, none other than Ani Manian. And over this next month or so, we are coming to you with some very juicy, power-packed episodes where we're going to be diving deep into our relationship how we met, some of the biggest challenges and hardships we've faced, how we've overcome them, how we've created the kind of relationship that we have now, and how we can support you in doing the same for yourself. So we're going to take so many beautiful twists and turns into conscious partnership and what that actually means, into accessing deeper parts of our sexuality and sexual expression into who we were before and who we are now, and on and on and on. We'll have plenty of amazing stories to share, a lot of value. So I'm really, really, really excited to have Ani here. Baby, welcome to the show. Hey, yo. It's great to be here. (laughs) Aw. So uh, Ani and I have been preparing for these episodes And it has been such a journey to even write the outlines for these episodes because it had me recount earlier parts of our relationship and just some of the adventures that we've gone on together, some of the the journeys that we've gone on. And I want to start at the beginning because we're going to be recording a handful of episodes together, babe. I want to tell the story about how we met. And uh, maybe we'll do it from both of our perspectives. Um, And it's just, it's a beautiful story. There are so many aspects of it that as I tell the story, they really light me up. So Ani and I met at a workshop in Brooklyn, New York, when we were both living in New York. And we met at a, a public speaking workshop. 
And I remember that I wasn't planning on going to this workshop. A friend had invited me and I had gotten a free ticket and I thought, okay, well, you know, she invited me, she's in town. It would be really nice if I went and what the heck, maybe I'll learn a thing or two about public speaking. So I attend this workshop and I, I kid you not, I was, I was going to pull out last minute. Um, I attend this workshop and I have an opportunity to go up and speak and share some of my personal story during the workshop. And afterward, I meet Ani. And for the whole duration of this workshop up until this point, I didn't even realize Ani was in the room. And I, I don't say that as in I disregarded him. I was just, you know, in my own world at that point. And I remember when he came up to me, once we got into conversation, the conversation took off so effortlessly. We, I remember us walking on one of the breaks and I remember us talking about masculine and feminine energy, about how we express our sexuality and sensuality, about the work that we do. And we had gotten deep immediately. Like there was no small talk. There was no, you know, questions about, uh, I don't know, just there, there weren't those like niceties. And so I remember there being this moment after having spoken to Ani a few times throughout the day where I stopped and thought, oh wait, my gosh. Wait, 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 before you drop the- Okay, I won't drop the bomb. The yet. bomb. Um, let, me, let me catch listeners up to <laughs> where we are with my part of the story. So- Okay, yeah. This was, I mean, I- to say that I woke up that morning and didn't want to go would be an understatement. I had been up all night dancing at a, a Brooklyn warehouse party the night before. Um, I may or may not have taken some LSD. May, you may not have. <laughs> I, I may not have. I mean, it's totally possible that I may not have. I, I neither <laughs> confirm nor deny the allegations. Anyway, so this... The person who was hosting this this workshop was flying in from Australia for just to host this workshop, who I got connected to through um, a, a, a coach that I was working with, who was from New Zealand, who also lived in Australia, who I basically, I think, got connected to because I clicked on her Facebook ad. And so the it was the unlikeliest of connections and I, because I'd given my word to show up, I, I figured, you know, also had a free ticket. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I, I gave my word. I need to go. Um, because that, that was really important to me still is. And so I show up really, really tired, really out of it. I drink, I think half a cup of coffee. Um, and, was still half asleep until you got up to speak. Mm. And I think you were the first, one of the first people to, to actually get up to speak. And you yeah. got up to, you got up and you started talking about your dad and how when you were a little girl, um, your dad was a truck driver. And I think you were talking about being, you know, six or seven years old when you'd go on 
these long cross-country um, drives with him when he was driving the truck on an 18-wheeler. And you were sharing all these stories about, you know, stopping at gas stations and at the truck stops and the rest stops and, you know, peeing between the, the, the 18-wheeler trucks and how, you know, your dad would let you talk to people on the radio and how all the other truck drivers were so nice to you. And, you know, it was, it was so heartfelt. There was so mm -hmm. much emotion. There was so much love in what you, what you were sharing, but literally every word was delivered with so much power, mm -hmm. so much just intention and so much energy that, dude, I shit you not like that. You woke me up like in a way that the coffee really couldn't. Aww. And that was the first time that I actually r remember being conscious that day. Now <laughs> I got there from the Lower East Side to South Williamsburg, but I think it was, a, it was the J train. Remember the J train? J train. <laughs> the J train. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, 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 that completely, um, that completely just registered you on my radar in, in such a powerful way. And that was my first experience of you. So mm. needless to say, Godfather style, you were like a thunderbolt and I was very, very, very struck by you. And then uh, I think the next break, you were talking to some woman who no yeah. offense, but like, you know, she was a little boring. <laughs> and I just like stood there like next to you while you guys talked. I remember feeling talk. you. We were, we were in that little kitchenette area yeah. and you, you had your back against the counter yeah. and I could feel your presence there, but I was... And we hadn't exchanged any words. We hadn't spoken we hadn't at talked. all at that point. And I, I, just I was... Stood there. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you, but I, I was so present with this woman in front of me because after I got up to speak, there were a handful of people that came up and shared how heartfelt my share was. Yeah. So I wanted to give her my full attention, but I could feel your looming presence. It was so powerful. Well, I was like literally a foot away from you and I was just standing there just patiently waiting. And it's... I don't know. It's it's a little uncharacteristic for me um, in that situation to to I guess the word I'm looking for is insert myself into um, a conversation yeah. or into someone's personal space. I'm very very hyper aware of people's personal space, and living in New York, I think really heightens that awareness, mm -hmm. and so. I still don't know what, you know, called me to <laughs> to <laughs> insert myself so close to you in, in, in your personal space, but I just had a feeling and eventually I got your attention and yeah, and now you can drop the boom. Okay. So it's funny hearing you recount that detail because I don't think you've ever shared that part before, which is that you, you typically don't, you know, get up all into people's space and you were like right there, you like right next to me as if we knew each other. 
And it's funny because that's atypical for you. And what I shared with you that day was atypical for me. So there was, I think there were some sort of divine forces at play. So you and I had gotten into conversation and I think we had gone on a walk during one of the breaks to go get smoothies and we came back. And I have to say that during the lunch break, I was super bummed that you didn't end up coming to lunch with us. You went off and did something else, but we we caught each other toward the end of the day. And I remember that in the short amount of time that we had had to get into conversation that day, there was something that was so natural, so effortless. And I don't know that I picked up on it then, but in retrospect, I'm like, we just dropped right in. It was so easy. There was so much familiarity and I don't know, I I almost can't describe how it feels, but I remember I had to leave early and we were saying goodbye to each other. And I remember turning to you and saying, I think you're the man I've been asking for. And for those listening, and for those who know me, I don't really say stuff like that, especially to people that I don't know. I'm pretty bold in my statements a lot of the times, but I typically don't receive messages like that. And it just came out of my mouth. There was no thought about it. I didn't, it wasn't premeditated. I wasn't nervous to say it because I didn't know it was going to come out of my mouth and it just came out. And I, I don't remember if you responded or what your response was. Do you, did you respond? I, I don't, I don't remember. I, <laughs> My my memory for, you know, like in general is... My memory hard. for like some of the biggest moments of life. You know, is a little shaky. A little <laughs> At absent, best. But, but I, I don't remember how I, I processed that. Um, Maybe you didn't. I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty big thing to receive from chick I you prob- just met. I, I probably just bantered back. I probably, you know, I, if I think back to who I was then and how I would have responded, it would probably have been something like, oh yeah, tell me more about that. (laughs) You might have, but so the interesting thing is that not long before this, I had kind of sent a prayer out to the universe and I said, I would really love to find a man to lead work with. I was leading intimacy work at the time and I still am. And I was, I was leading monthly workshops and I felt really good about how I was leading them and the kind of container that I was creating, but something felt like it would have been even more complete if I had a male counterpart whom I trusted and whom was, you know, really well-versed in this work to lead the work with it. It would have just been, something phenomenal to have a man and a woman lead work together in this space. And so I had put, I'd put the word out to the universe and I don't think I had any expectation that this person also had to be a romantic partner. I just wanted someone to lead the work with. And I'm sure I must've had a PS to the universe. Like, Hey, would also be super cool if I was in love with this person. Thanks. Yours truly Lee. So I had kind of said it and forget it. Well, you should have signed it off with your most humble, obedient servant. (laughs) Your most humble, obedient servant. (laughs) Lee. Lee. (laughs) So 
I put that out there. And when I met you, I'm like, oh, this is a dude. Like we're going to leave work together. I, I think, yeah, there's just something. I just felt something. And again, I don't recall having any sort of like profound moment. I had excitement. And I remember making a point to get your contact information because you, as- you- Let's be real. Like I was talking to someone. You were talking to someone else and I interrupted you because I was leaving you, early. Yeah. You, you found Did I give me you my card. The, you came all the way back just <laughs> to be like, Hey, I, I gotta go. I have to leave early. Uh, let's, let's, let's exchange contact information. Let's catch up. Let's, it was so sweet. Oh yeah. I was not walking out of there without getting your contact information because I'm like, I'm going to follow up with this guy. Like I saw this definitely as a business opportunity. And in that moment, I didn't have the knowing that it was going to be romantic because I didn't feel, I felt interest from you human to human, but there wasn't like the sexual come on that men typically exude when they're sexually interested in a woman. And at that point you may have been sexually interested, but you really kept that energy to yourself, which I really appreciated. And we'll get into what that looked like over the coming months. But so I remember, okay, so that was how we met, right? I told him he was the man I'd been asking for. I knew it from a professional perspective. I didn't necessarily know that it would lead to something romantic. And I made a point to follow up. This was over the weekend. And then I think we ended up getting coffee a few days later the next week. Yeah. Like Tuesday, I think. Yeah. It was like a Tuesday or a Thursday. And so I came in from Brooklyn to the Lower East Side to meet you at a cute little coffee shop that was right by your apartment. Shout out to I always want to say blue label. Okay. It's not whiskey. <laughs> Shout out to blue bottle in the lower East side. <laughs> oh, I missed that place. I know. And so side, side note, we, so you used to live in the lower East side. So we used to live in the same neighborhood for years. We lived blocks away from each other for to, like two years. I used to play football, soccer for the Americans here. Um, right outside your window. You, Literally, window. right in front of the apartment building was a soccer field that divided, um, what street was it? Forsyth Christy, and Christie. Christie and Forsyth, yeah. And so for years, weekly, multiple times a week. So there are chances that I walked by that soccer field while you were playing soccer. And we used to go to the same, um, some of the same spots, like hideout, the chai bar. The chai bar, we would go to the same Whole Foods I used to host events at the Chai Bar, which was around the, the it block. It was literally a, a like a 30-second walk from my apartment. So and at the, one point, we were going to the same New York sports club. Yeah, on Avenue A. Yeah. So the we have had, I mean, I, I guarantee that we've been in the same space, same physical space multiple times. Yeah. We never actually crossed paths until... I guess the universe decided that it was the right time, which yeah. blows my mind because you had an entire existence before I met you, mm. yet you didn't exist for me. Right. And, and vice versa. Right. But the whole time this was happening, before we met, you were living your life, you were going about your things, and we just hadn't registered on each other's radar. Yeah. And isn't it crazy how... You know, someone you have no idea exists suddenly appears, you meet them, and 
life changes in such a profound way. Yes. Yes. Someone someone who didn't exist as far as you're concerned. Right. And, and that's really like so mind-blowing for me. We didn't meet until after I moved out of the Lower East Side. I was already Correct. living in Brooklyn. Correct. So we went to this workshop, met in Brooklyn. And so fast forward to meeting at the coffee shop at yeah. Blue Bottle. And um, I, so this is evidence that I did not, it literally just went completely over my head that there was any sort of romantic chance here. One, because I didn't perceive it. To, I don't know. It just didn't register, and and that is actually very odd for me because at that point in my life, especially, almost always, if I was around a man, even if it was someone I wasn't attracted to, there was always still uh, making sure that I was, you know, quote unquote, put together because there was just male energy. Masculine. You showed up in your black skating hoodie, black. Uh, no, it was my hamsa sweatshirt what oh it was a hamsa sweatshirt that's right that's right hair in the messiest bun i didn't have any makeup on which is fine like i don't give, <laughs> really give a shit about makeup but i mean my buns i remember my messy bun the, when i had long hair my messiest bun was probably way more put together than your <laughs> your bun that morning yeah okay this so that 10 in the morning by the way 10 in the morning paint the picture we're meeting at a coffee shop and I think we meet up under the pretenses of talking about, you know, work. I mean, that was what I had gone there for, to talk about like the potential for collaborating together on hosting a workshop. Okay. That is not what we talked about. So I get there, we roll up and I see Ani, we sit down and somehow we get into conversation about all of the um, opportunities that I am thinking of investing in workshops, working with teachers some opportunities that are abroad, some opportunities that were here in the States. And I'm telling him about uh, this Tantra workshop, this speaking workshop, you know, all these things. And somehow he stops and asks, what was it that you asked? Like, what is it that makes you think you need all of these things? Yeah. And there was a way about how he asked it and, and the questions that followed that had me just burst into tears because I remember I was, I don't know, even know how this came up, but we were talking about how I felt stretched for cash at that time. Yeah. Considering all these opportunities that I thought I needed to really take myself to the next level. I think it added up to like 35 grand or something. Yeah. Cause one was in Australia, one was in Bali, one was in Portugal and you'd convinced yourself that you needed all these things to be able to, you know, serve at the level that you wanted to. Yeah. And your series of questions and your presence, it was your presence, the way you held me there just stopped me in my tracks. And I started to cry because the realization that came over me was, oh my God, what if I'm actually good enough right now? What if I don't need these things? And what if, you know, these things would be great, but what if I don't have to stretch myself so thin financially to be worthy enough of serving people? And that was where the conversation went. It was a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. 
here was this beautiful man in front of me that I had just met that I thought I was going to lead work with. And I'm crying sitting across the table from him in a coffee shop. And so the conversation continues and, and I'm sure we went to other places, but this was the most memorable part of the conversation. And I remember standing up and hugging you to say goodbye, probably being like, what the fuck just happened? But also like, oh my God, this is awesome. And I remember saying to you, which again, another sort of like divine, you know, message that came through was there are very few men in my life that I feel deeply safe around. And I know I've only just met you, but you're one of them. And I swear, I think I said it just like that. I think those were my exact words. I think so. I'm quite flabbergasted by the, the accuracy of your recall. I mean, this is just, ah, I, I, yeah, I wish I had your, your memory, but <laughs> quite incredible. Yeah. So, I, and I remember hugging you and just like, oh, I just like fell into the hug. Like the way your arms wrapped around me. Oh, I could cry right now because there was something so profound about that moment that looking back now, like I had no idea what was to come. And I look back at that version of me with so much adoration and so much love. And I want to just say to that version of me, like, oh my God, girl, you don't even know what's in store for you. Buckle up. Like, yeah, I mean... Yes, we've had some a lot of crazy moments, but I also, more than anything, like this relationship has changed my life. It has it has blown the lid off of anything I ever thought relationships could be, any way that I ever thought men could be, any way that I ever thought love could feel, any way that I ever thought I could relate to my own sexuality, to my own body, to my own needs, to my own desires and boundaries, any way that I could ever show up for another person, any way that I could ever put myself aside and put my traumatic experiences and wounding and tendencies and patterns aside to be so deeply present and in love with another human being. Hmm. I feel the same way. It's because um, that version of me had no idea what was coming for him. <laughs> and I didn't need a partner. I didn't need to be in a relationship. Actually, I had no, had no desire to, to be in partnership unless it was just outrageously exceptional because by then I'd spent, I think two years basically being, um, I spent like, I think a year being celibate and I spent a couple of years not really dating or engaging in dating like behavior. <laughs> um, and I just set the bar so high for the kind of person who I would want to be with, who could really inspire me to that level of, of commitment, of devotion, of 
aliveness of, of all of it. And I, I didn't want to settle and I didn't want to replay my past patterns and I didn't want to, you know, and I'll share more about this in, in these episodes, but I was very clear on what I didn't want. And I wasn't very clear on what I wanted, but there was this knowing in me of what that place was, of what that, what that feels like in the body, what that intimacy could be like. And that's sort of been my whole life. I've been, I don't really know what I'm doing in the grand scheme of things. I've never really known, but I've also never really needed to know. Mm. And I've had this, these whispers that the universe whispers into my ear, guiding me and just pointing me in the right direction. And it's been this journey of me surrendering to these whispers and basically, you know, just, just taking one step after another, being pulled towards this vision of something that I've never experienced, but I know exists. And that, you know, that's completely changed my life because what we've created, what I've experienced in this relationship is just no past version of myself could even comprehend it. Yeah. That's, you know, that quality about you, and it's a certain je ne sais quoi, I suppose, but I think the way you described it is beautiful. That quality about you has been one of the key components that has led us to such soaring heights in this relationship. You have an impeccable sense of vision that spans so far and wide. And that's, that is one of the, the qualities about you that I admire most is you are a huge visionary. And even if you have never directly had experience with something, you have this vast inner knowing of some place that exists for yourself, for us, for other people. And you, you really are the visionary of visionaries. I've seen you so many times help other people create a vision for themselves that is so phenomenal and spectacular and is absolutely something they can do. Um, and that's what you have done for our relationship. You've, you've constantly held this vision. And, and this is something that I'd love to get more into here and in future episodes but this is such a beautiful aspect of your divine masculine quality is this, you have this direction about you, this vision that just, it leads us, it leads us to greatness. It leads us to our highest potential. And that has been a role that you have played in this relationship. And I'm so, so, so grateful for it. So yeah, you've you've had this vision. Um, okay, so let's go back to the story. Unless there's something you want to add, babe. No. Okay. Let's go. So we meet at this coffee shop. I, Ani, 
blows my mind in this coffee shop meet so much so that I go home to my apartment and I record a testimonial. <laughs> like I get in front of the camera. Do you remember that? I do. I, do. I still have it. Literally You're in your bed and same sweatshirt, same home sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. I go home after crying my eyes out and I record a testimonial for him. I'm like, I've got to fucking record a testimonial for this guy. I don't know where he's going to use it or what, but people need to know that he is incredible. So without any solicitation, I record a testimonial and I send it to you. And that was the the start of this beautiful, beautiful relationship. And, you know, over the, the months, really. yeah, it, you know, it was a friendship. So over the months to come, Ani and I cultivated this beautiful friendship, completely platonic, like legit 100% platonic. There was no the- talk about like any sort of romantic Stuff. To the point to the point that you thought I was either asexual or gay. I had no idea where to place you. I wanted to fit you into a nice box and you just wouldn't fit, which is totally like you. <laughs> you are so unplaceable. Um, so over the the following months to come, every so often we would meet up, like maybe once a month we would meet up, but and, and every so often we would hop on a phone call. Like you were someone, and I did not do this with other people. I, I didn't even do this with women. I would just pick up the phone and call you. And it was just like, hey, just want to check in and see how your work's going. How are things? You know, I remember last time you told me this, how's that going? And we would just share work updates about growing our businesses. I would share very personal details about, um, you know, aspects of my work and, you know, aspects of my personal life. And, you know, you would share with me what's happening with your work. I think you were a little more mysterious about your personal life, but um, we would meet up. And I remember one time we met up and we walked the the water at Domino Park in Brooklyn and we just walked and talked and we would grab coffee and and that would be it. And then we would give our hugs goodbye and we'd go on about our lives. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And so we did this for a few months. And I remember after that walk at Domino Park. And so for everyone who's listening, I was dating at this time. I had, I had more recently come, come out of my own period of celibacy, non-dating, no sexual activity. And so I had gotten back into the dating game and was on some of the apps and um, you know, would call my mom and tell her about my dates and how they went because she was totally living vicariously through me. And I remember parting ways with you that day and calling my mom and saying, Hey, so I've been hanging out with this guy. We're friends, but I really think I like him. I just, it's just very different. And she would ask about you each time we hung out or each time we would talk and I would give her updates And I just didn't know what to make of it because there was no sexual energy. There was like, you were not giving off any vibes. So I was like, is he asexual? Like maybe he's, I don't know. I just didn't know. It was very odd for me because I was used to to being pursued or at least there being some interest or some sort of energy. And that's exactly why (laughs) I wasn't giving off any vibes. Yeah, because that's you know, it, oh, I could feel how that was the the dynamic, and I didn't want to play into that. Yeah, 
And I'm, I'm in retrospect, I'm so grateful because easily for both of us, we could have met each other, found each other attractive, got on a date, had sex, and maybe done that for a little while. And who knows where that would have gone, right? It, it could have trailed off like most other interactions that we'd had with other people, or it could have materialized into something. But I think the really important part here is the relationship and not only the relationship, but the foundation of trust, safety, authenticity, and expression and mutual support that we had built in those three or four months that we were friends before dating was so key to this, the, the feel and the energy of our relationship now. So we were, I got totally friend zoned here and I remember, um, I remember having interest in you and I'm like, but it, it, and again, at this point, it wasn't like, oh, I want to like, I want to fuck this guy, which I had had about other people, you know, people I'd gone on dates with, but there was something deeper. I was like, I just want to be around him. I want to get to know him. I want him to know me. Like I want him around. I love the way I feel when he's around. So it wasn't this like fiery off the bat sexual energy. And I remember our friend um, organizing a trip to Maine and it was totally, I was like, this is such a random trip, like in a weekend or two from now, this was in July. And I remember him saying to me, yeah, let's go to Maine. I was like, dude, my mom's in town. He's like, invite her. I'm like, okay, we're going to take a French trip. I'm going to invite my mom to Maine. I'm like, well, I introduced you to Ani because he was doing a little bit of work with you, right? I'd introduced him to you as a rolfer. Yeah. And um, he was doing some body work for you. So he already knew you. I was like, well, can I invite Ani too? He's like, yeah, why not? So I was like, what are the chances that my mom's going to say yes to this trip? Because if she doesn't, I'm not going to leave her here in my apartment while I go away with my friends. She and would what are the, really enjoy that. She probably honest. would. She just bond with Remy, my roommate at the time. She'd probably go out and party every night. Yes, totally. And what are the chances that Ani is going to be available and say yes? But I asked my mom and she was like, isn't that going to be weird? And I was like, no, Dara invited you. And I asked you and you were like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, okay, wow. So I guess we're going to Maine, my mom, Ani, and <laughs> a group of our friends. So we drive up to Maine and I remember the whole car ride up. It was like, I don't know, four or five hours or something. I was just so happy that you were there. Like I remember mm. giving you a hug. Hello. And I remember first arriving to Maine and being in this cute little country store. And like, I just wanted to touch you. Like I just wanted to be around you. And this was the day we had arrived. And I remember just being in the store and like trying to find my in. I'm like, I just like, I want to hug him. Like, I just want to, I want to be hugged. And at one point I found my opening and we hugged and I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh my God, I just like this guy. Oh. <laughs> and from that moment on the entire weekend, I could not stop touching you. Like we were just so affectionate with each other. And again, no like sexual energy, but just super affectionate, super close and 
touchy feely arm around each other hugging. And so fast forward to that Saturday evening when we are all in our own little journey of sorts. Uh, we had all imbibed with some beautiful substances uh, amongst friends, of course. And I remember sitting by the, the fire pit outside and for, well, first of all, let me back up. I remember being on the deck earlier that day and you taking your shirt off. And I was like, whoa, where was all of this body hiding under his clothes the whole time? You had like your body, like still to this day is just this work of art. You're like a sculpture to me. You have these beautiful pecs, these broad shoulders, this like, you're like, like a V shape, like a Y. And like, I, you took your shirt off, your chest hair and your stomach hair laid perfectly on your body. It's like you combed it into place. And I was like, where has this body been hiding? How did I not know that he was working with all this? Anyway, I was shocked. And later that evening around the fire pit, I was like, I've got to tell him how I feel. And you know what? I have no expectation as to how he responds, but I've just got to let him know. I've just got to let him know. And set the scene, like this is fire, big fire. I'm sitting in front of it. Your mom is sitting two feet away from me to the right. Yeah, so she's sitting two feet away from you in front of the fire. You're sitting in front of the fire. And um, I come up to you and I sit down and in my very casual form, I was like, and you were in your own world. You were having your own little journey here. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm low-key in love with you. <laughs> Not, you know, low-key, because it's like super casual, like just kind of in love with you, just like a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Just, just, a, tad. just a tad. Just so a I tip. said that, and you replied with? I think I said, uh, thank you. I received that. Yeah. Like it was just like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing. And I felt so complete. I felt so satisfied because my intention in sharing that was for expression. Like I remember having a pep talk with myself beforehand and saying like, it doesn't matter how he responds. You just need to say this. There's no way you're going to let this weekend end without you sharing this. Because I had, a, I had determined by this point that I'm like, just in love with you. And like, we'd never kissed. We'd never talked about any of this, but I just needed to let you know. And whatever you did with it, fine. It's out of my hands now. It was actually pretty, pretty huge for me to, to give myself the permission to not respond with something, to just be able to receive that. And yeah, and that's it. And, and not necessarily say anything um, in response and that was big for me too, because it let me just be with my expression and it didn't have to be anything else. It was very liberating for me to, to, to simply share. So that was huge. That was such a pivotal moment. And I remember, of course, the whole rest of the weekend, like not being able to keep my hands off of you, just wanting you close and not giving a shit that my mom was there. Like I was absolutely paying attention to her and making sure that, you know, she felt welcome and, and she absolutely did. She had a great time and just being so free in my expression, even with my mom around that, like, this is a guy that I 
just have so much love for. Mm. And even at that point, I had no expectation of where it was going to go, but I just had so much love for you. Like I just loved you. And so I remember just touching you like the whole car ride back while I was riding shotgun and you had your hand on my shoulders from the back seat. And we all got home back to Brooklyn at like 3 a.m. And we we decided to all reconvene the next day for dim sum in Chinatown. You, me, Dara, my mom, and I think it was just the four of us, right? Yeah. And so we reconvened. And as we were walking through the streets the next day, I remember... Wait, you forgot the part about crying at the dim sum restaurant again. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I just like happen to cry all the time when I'm with you. (laughs) So yeah, you, we were sitting at the table and you led me through this visualization of seeing my email inbox with streaming emails of people who were thanking me for how I supported them and the breakthroughs that they received. And because you were future pacing me to a time when I was serving at the level that I wanted to be serving, creating financial abundance for myself and really having an impact. And I really felt that. And you know what I love that you did, which you still do to this day is like, you didn't give a shit who was sitting there or what their experience was. Like you were there with me in my experience, guiding me through something so profound. And like my mom and Dara were either in conversation or watching as I'm crying. My mom's like, what the fuck is happening here? And I'm just like having this profound experience at this Chinese restaurant in Chinatown and just feeling these, the the emails coming in and feeling how deeply touched people are and the transformation they've created for themselves. And just being there in that moment, like you were like the only person that existed to me Mm. in that moment. And I got to have that experience. And again, you were like a shepherd. You guided me through that. And I was so grateful. And I remember hugging you after. And then we started walking and we found ourselves in a cute little Elizabeth street garden. And, um, we were all wrapping up our conversations, getting ready to part ways. And I remember thinking, okay, well, it doesn't seem like he's going to ask me out again. And I knew that you were about to take off the following week or later that week, actually, to go to Turkey for a week or something. So I'm like, now's my chance. I've got to see if we can hang out before he goes. So I said, as we were giving each other hugs goodbye, Hey, uh, I know you're going to Turkey. I would love to hang out with you before then. And that was when you said, "Sure, why don't you come over for dinner on Friday? I'll make us dinner and we'll we'll hang out." And I remember that week just freaking out because I'm like, "Oh my god, is this a date?" Like, I've never been over to his place. We've always been super casual. And so I I got ready that evening. I had just received a, a bodywork session from Dara met up with Remy, my, my old roommate at a store and went clothing shopping before meeting up with you. Because I'm like, this is totally a date. I've got to like do makeup and get ready. And obviously you had seen me with no makeup on crying, snotting, all of it. 
but this just felt supremely significant to me. So I bought clothing, I got ready, and I showed up at your place all dressed up and decked out. And you were in like a tank and shorts and like the apartment was, was super hot. Yeah. You were super casual, Oh, <laughs> uh, but I was like, whatever. And you made us this beautiful dinner. And that was the beginning of the rest of our relationship. And I, I'd love to just wrap this episode up by telling the tale of the rest of our evening. Are you open to that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so you made this beautiful dinner for me and it was this beautiful salad and I think you had made one other dish. I think you'd made some sort of Indian dish. And I remember sitting there the whole time thinking- Did I like, actually? No, I made, I, I, don't, I don't really make cuisine specific food. You should know this by now. Uh, well, you know, two years later. I, I think I made like a- like a bunch of different small plates. I think I made like a, a Korean barbecue mushroom dish. I made a, a salad. I made a few other, I think I made like sweet potatoes as well. Oh, well, your memory serves us best. Yeah. A cornucopia indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was not even the most tantalizing part of the evening, although dinner was very delicious, but I remember sitting there the whole time being like, okay, Lee have no expectation as to where this is going to go. I remember being in the Uber on the way there and thinking, Lee, you might have a nice dinner and come home and give him a hug goodbye. And that, that would have to be fine. You might kiss. I don't know. I did not certainly have any expectation of staying the night or, you know, it leading to anything sexual. Like that just didn't feel like where we were at. So I'm, my energy was tentative this whole time because I didn't want to make a move. I didn't know where this was going. And throughout the whole dinner, I was like, do I want it to be romantic? I'm not sure. Like, am I sexually attracted? I know that I'm attracted to him. So I was like on the fence the whole time. Hopefully I was playing and that it cool. was, And that was my way of giving you space in your own energy and thoughts and body to to really figure out and understand and feel into what you wanted. Yeah. You know, without the interference of my energy or my, um, me coming on to you in any way. Well played, sir. Seriously, masterful. You are like a master chess player. You could see like 10 steps ahead. So, we had a lovely dinner and then we went out to your fire escape, which was such a romantic little fire escape. And I remember we had smoked a little cannabis and we just sat there talking and you were sitting on a step and I was standing and I was still tentative. And at one point you just like ran your fingers across my body and across your face, actually. It was across my face. Do yeah. you want to tell this part? Because I feel no, like you no, remember this part no, so you, well. You 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 should share, but I'm I'm gonna correct you because so in at that point, like just touching your body without um oh, that's right. it was starting softer would have been would have been too much. Yeah. It would have been too um 
what's the word I'm looking for? Too jagged, too. Mm. Im- it it wouldn't have been um, harmonious. Yeah, the flow of energy. You, my dear, like I fucking adore you. <laughs> I cannot wait to tell more stories of our encounters together. And this was just the first one. So yeah, you did touch my face, and I remember like it was it was like time stopped. You would like gently run your fingers across my face, and like. I remember like feeling this fluttering feeling and like not knowing what to do with myself. And in the slowest motion, like you just sat there touching my face and like time really did feel like it stopped because moving in for the kiss was so slow. It was so intentional. It was so gentle. There was so much feeling in it. And as our lips touched, it was like, just, it was like too, oh, I don't even know what word to describe it. It was like two complementary pieces, just like meeting each other for the first time. Mm. And it was the slowest, most sensual, most like full of feeling and heart kiss I have ever experienced. And like your lips were so luscious. I mean, they still are. You have like the juiciest lips Mm. ever. I just, they're my favorite, but it was the slowest, most intentional, delicious kiss. And then we, paused and we looked at each other and I remember smiling and it was just this complete moment. It was complete. Like the evening could have ended there and it would have been by far probably the the best evening I'd ever had with a man. Mm. That could have been it. What was that kiss like for you? So I we're probably going to get into kinks at some point on in these conversations on the show, but one of my guessing call it a kink, but it's something that I'm really obsessed with. It's DJing presence. And I felt like, and this is how I like to live in pretty much every interaction. I was DJing this experience for you. And I was creating for us really, but it was so focused on you. And I was so precisely present with and tracking your body, your nervous system and titrating you into more and more and more closeness as our lips converged. And, you know, even touching your face, it was just me very ever so gently just grazing, just tracing the outline of your of your jaw and your, your chin and your cheeks. And there was so much precision, but there was also so much love. And I slowed it down more than I think was the norm for you and that was comfortable for you. Yeah. To really draw it out and to really give your body time and space 
to open and to really attune to the, the energy of the moment and the experience. And I was completely unattached. Like there was no agenda on my part, like nothing needed to happen. I didn't want anything from you. I didn't want to take anything from you. Um, it was, it was just an offer of, of love and of connection and of attunement and presence. Oh God, you are like a walking piece of poetry. Like mm. even the words that you use to describe this interaction just melt my heart and I'm transported back to that moment. And I must have, I must have sensed that. And that was what allowed me to feel so profoundly safe in your presence. And that was a part of what was so intoxicating was that I never felt like you needed something from me. I never felt like you were trying to take, I never felt like there was an ulterior motive or an agenda like I, I always felt with you that you were just showing up to be present, to be there, to hear about my life, to contribute. And that is my, that was what attracted me so deeply to you that I, I didn't know it at the time, but I just felt so deeply safe around you. And in that moment, same thing. And so we had some beautiful moments on the fire escape and some flirty moments. And eventually we took the party back inside <laughs> and, you know, we, we progressed through our exploration of each other. Um, what did not happen at that point was intercourse. So we had a fun flirty exploration, all except intercourse. And I remember as we, completed. And and by the way, like you had totally set the vibe. Like you had all of these red lights in your apartment. You had an amazing playlist. We were on this really cute mattress that was on the floor. That was just such a vibe. I'm like an artiste. Lee. You an totally, artiste. you, you set the vibe. You're a walking vibe on Imanian. I tell you, you're a walking vibe. So we had this beautiful, sexual exploration and i just want to acknowledge you because i think you said hey um i am really enjoying this and um i, I forget exactly what you said but she said something along the lines of i i i don't want to have or i don't want to have intercourse or you 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 verbally expressed that boundary mm. And I really want to acknowledge you for that. And, you know, I think a lot of women probably do express these boundaries, but something in the way I received it created so much safety for you. Yeah. And I think that's what allowed you to open into receiving more pleasure. Yeah. I, I forgot that I had even stated that, but I remember at some point determining that I you know, intercourse was off the table for me at that time. And yeah, you, you, you had received it really well. You were like, absolutely. There's no pressure or something like that. And we proceeded to play and have fun and receive pleasure. And I remember at the, at the end, 
um, I had a workshop the next day, like a, a 12 hour landmark seminar, which if, for anyone who's done landmark, it's, it's really intense. So it was like, you know, it was going to be like 8am to 8 or 9pm that night. So I was like, all right, I've got to get home. Like I need to get some sleep. I got to wake up. I have a long day tomorrow. And I remember like being ready to do that after this beautiful evening. And you were like, wait, what? You're going to leave? And by the way, this was totally my MO at the time because, you know, I, I typically didn't stay at a man's apartment and I never let a man stay at my apartment unless I really, really liked him because it's very, very intimate to wake up next to someone the next morning. Like obviously sex is intimate, obviously sexual encounters are intimate, but then you go to sleep with someone and you wake up and there's all of this softness and gentleness of the morning time. There's just an energy in the morning that is sweet and gentle and vulnerable. And you see someone as they wake up, you're in bed laying next to them. And that was just something that I wasn't really ready to explore at that time. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm out. I'm going to go, go back to my place, or you're going to go back to your place. And so you had petitioned me to stay. And I was like, uh, Ooh, no, I think I'm going to go. And you were like, wait, don't you want to cuddle? <laughs> and I'm like, cuddle, what are you talking about? Cut. We're going to cuddle. And I remember, and I, and I, I literally meant cuddle. Like there was, I know, there was no, no other, you know, ulterior I, ulterior I could stuff. feel that you weren't trying to like have sex after I'd said I wasn't going to have sex. Like I could feel that you legitimately wanted to cuddle and I'm like, okay, well, um, I'll try. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fall asleep because I just had a hard time sleeping with other people, like literally sleeping next to people. I was just so used to sleeping on my own at this point. And so I was like, okay, I'll try. But if I don't fall asleep after like an hour or two, I'm going to go. And you had like relented to this negotiation. And so we laid in bed and I tried. And I, I think I was probably like super stiff energetically. And after like an hour and a half, I was like, okay, listen, I can't sleep. You know, I, I was back and forth negotiating in my mind because it was like 3 a.m. at this point. And I'm like, Lee, you could go home now and you could, you could be lucky to catch a few hours of sleep before this next day. So decide what you want to do because it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to fall asleep here. And then as I was in that debate with myself, I had this wave of energy wash over me. And I'm like, whoa, okay, what was that feeling? Like, what was that sensation? Was that then or when we, when you it was happening? And- it was happening while we were laying in bed. Oh, and I still decided to get up and say that I was going to leave anyway. Mm. So I laid there and I'm like, well, you can be responsible and leave because you know you have a full day, but what is it you really want to do? And like a flash of a moment, I was like, oh, I, I want to stay. I want to stay. But I was like, get up. So I, you were like, really, you're going to go? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I can't sleep. I've got to be up early. And I remember getting out of bed and going to dress myself, buttoning my top. And I had this wave of energy wash over me again. You had gone to the bathroom to pee or something. 
And I was just like, oh my God, I want to stay. Like, I really want to stay here. And I just had this like wave of sexual energy wash through me. And so you came back from the bathroom and you came up behind me as I was buttoning my top to like hug me from behind, which is my most favorite move ever. Like, I just love when you come up from behind me and you like wrap your arms around my waist. It melts me, especially when you kiss my neck. And so I remember turning around and like wrapping my arms around your neck and you picked me up and I'm like half dressed at this point. And then I lean close to whisper in your ear, I want you inside of me. And that was that. And long story short, I didn't end up going home that night. (laughs) We ended up continuing into part part two of the evening. And at that point, I felt completely open to intercourse. And in fact, I longed for it with you. And we had this beautiful sexual experience And then we ended up falling asleep on the mattress on the floor instead of the one in your bed. And I think we got all of an hour and a half of sleep, but it was like some of the best sleep I had gotten in a long time. Mm. And that was our first official date. Wow. Feels like yesterday and also 10 years ago. I know. (laughs) And ever since that moment, we have been romantically involved. Like we just haven't stopped seeing each other. I know that we haven't stopped loving each other, even though, even though we've been through so many ups and downs, which we'll get into in the following episodes. And that, that's our love story. That's the very start of it. And then a couple of months later, I said, Hey, I don't want to stay in New York for another winter. Do you want to toss out everything you own and pack a couple of suitcases and go nomadic with me? And you were crazy enough to say, yeah. You know, it's just so fascinating because throughout our entire relationship, there have been so few moments where I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea. You know, I don't know if it's a good idea to pack all of my stuff and my entire life and like shift the way I was running my business entirely to leave New York city, the place that I considered my home, the place where I had all my grounding and stability to travel with a man that I'd only met months prior. There was no thought of that being like odd because there was just such deep familiarity with you. Like there was just such a deep sense of you and a deep knowing And of course, I had no idea what I was getting getting myself into, neither did you, truly, but I just knew, and there there was no thought about it. It was just a feeling, and that is how we started our adventure, the adventure that we're on now, and we'll talk all about that. We have plenty more episodes to come over the coming weeks, so stay tuned. This is just the beginning of mine and Ani's relationship. Over these next few weeks, we're going to be taking you on a journey with us through our travels, through what it was like to leave New York and everything behind to travel and go nomadic, to what it was like to be doing all of that during COVID and to be halted in our travels and be stationed and planted in Austin, which is where we live now. 
to navigating some of the most difficult, trying hardships and challenges in our relationship that stirred up all of our childhood wounding, all of our defense mechanisms, all of our anger and defensiveness and all of it to what it was like to be so deeply committed and dedicated to ourselves and one another that no matter what happened, we decided that we were going to work through this to coming out on the other side in a profoundly and deeply connected relationship that transcends this earth plane that is deeply spiritual, that is deeply connected, that is deeply committed. And to to what it means to creating a conscious partnership so much so that we're on the path to actually fulfilling on the premonition that I had the day that we met, which was leading work together. And so these episodes are our story because the time has come that we are going to be leading some very transformational work together. And we've led work together before, but we're going to be creating a very, very special container. This is the story of us and the story of why I know we were brought together, right? I I might not have known it when we first met consciously, but I knew it in my heart. I knew it spiritually that we came together to do very, very transformative work in the world. And the last two years of our relationship through all the trials and tribulations, the hardship, the profound moments, the the plant medicine journeys we had done together, the work we've led together, what we have led ourselves through, what we have led each other through, all of that is culminating into these moments now that we are going to be leading some very deep work together. And this is the start of that story. Yeah, this is really, you know, I think the past few years have been preparation of sorts. And for us to actually walk the path and walk the path with a level of commitment and dedication that I don't know, I don't know about you, but I never had that before. I never wanted to really fight for a relationship, you know, to the extent that I was ready to obliterate myself. Mm. And I mean that in the best way possible. So what is emerging is a kind of relationship that I think is going to serve as a, as a tuning fork for all the people who want this, this style of a relationship, a relationship that's based in 100% honesty, a relationship that both to self and the other, a relationship that's grounded and rooted in this deep foundation of trust and safety, mm-hmm. a relationship that allows for the deepest expression of everyone in it, where every aspect of the people in the relationship is welcome. There's no part of them that's unwanted or turned away or judged a relationship that's absent of shaming and judging and guilting and punishing, which are, you know, the, the ways in which all of us were parented or most of us you know, a relationship that has the crazy passion, but also, you know, the deep intimacy that comes with just a, a, a 
a really deep seeing and knowing of the other, of each other. And a relationship that really holds the greatest space for the most profound transformation of everyone in it that allows them to show up and be and embody their, their, the best version of themselves and do the work that they're here to do. Yeah. And so that I I want to, I want to add a few things. Yeah. A relationship that is so beautifully playful. Mm. Like I've just got to say, and this is going to come out in, in future episodes. Meow. so playful with each other. Sometimes Ani and I will just play hide and seek in the house and we cease to use any language anymore. And we just meow at each other. And we, we do these little cat gestures and like, we have so much intensity in our relationship and we have so much levity. We are so sweet and kind to each other. And, you know, we had to work through some hard times to, to really, unravel the the depth of our kindness for each other and for ourselves because it was there all along but there was just some of our own shit sitting on top a, a relationship that is so deeply sexually connected and one that has held so much space for our sexual evolution and I'll speak personally for myself I have done so much sexual healing I've experienced so much healing in this relationship sexually and it you your presence our connection has helped me to unravel so much shame so much expectation so much of the burden i had carried around what it was like to walk the world as a sexual being who is a woman in this in this time a relationship that is so deeply supportive that is so nourishing that is so present that is full of adventure, that is full of midday dance parties, midday sex breaks, midday travel down to the kitchen to make cacao with each other. Mm. Like I, we are so wonderful as individuals and we are so good on our own. And you, Ani, I just can't get enough of you. Like, Mm. like it's like we're inseparable in totally not a codependent way in such a profoundly autonomous way that it just feels so whole and complete. I just, I often say like, where did I find you? Mm. Like, where did I find you? This handsome, beautiful, gentle, intense, passionate, loving leader of a man who is just walking his talk and leading people through amazing transformation, myself included. I am just so, so, so grateful for you. I fucking love you so much. Mm-hmm. I love you too. And I'm so happy to be here on the first of many episodes together and, and, and leading such beautiful work in the world together. Yeah. Can I say two things? Yeah. One, you know, this relationship is the greatest achievement of my life. Um, I really, I really believe that because I've invested more into this relationship than I've invested into anything really. And what we've created is 
what I'm most proud of. I'm really mm-hmm. proud of this relationship. I'm really proud of who you are, who yeah. you've, you know, architected yourself to become and and myself as well. And I think creating an exceptional relationship is there's an art and science to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we want to really share with as many people as possible because this is not everyone's cup of tea but there are people out there who i think want to experience this they want to live this they want to be part of this so yeah. we're literally going to be inviting people you know into our relationship so they can calibrate to it mm-hmm. so they can experience it so they can get a gps point for themselves in terms of what's possible yeah and i think the second thing is this is really the the greater purpose for why we're doing this why we're sharing this this conversation why we're sharing these stories um which is that i think we're living in a world where people are getting more and more disillusioned and jaded with rela- the the container of a relationship um with marriages with partnerships in general you know the divorce rate is at like It's like 50%. 50%, you know, if that was a business deal, you wouldn't take that. Right. Right. And there's so much stuff that's wrapped up in there. There's so many trust issues. There's so many, you know, there's so much betrayal. There's so much, you know, abandonment. Unresolved wounding. Yeah. And when we are in a relationship that doesn't feel good, our life doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. and when we don't feel good at that fundamental level it's really impossible for us to go out and be our best self and make an impact in the world and you know for us to really lead civilization the human species to heal the planet you know as best as we can from all the damage that we've caused um for us to move away from this paradigm of war and violence and separation and conflict you know not just relationally but you know as a species from this tribal you know just animalistic and not in a good way mode of relating to each other to community to connection to safety to trust to cooperation to unity to oneness you know that's really what this is about because mm. we have to build this one relationship at a time and we have to build this one human being at a time and when you know each human being is willing to see themselves and do their work and step into partnership like this there is a level of support there's a level of stability there's a level of safety there's a level of grounding that becomes available that doesn't show up when we're by ourselves and i was a lone wolf my whole life you were a lone wolf your whole life and what we've experienced in this relationship is a kind of turbo boost that really allows us to amplify um our our energy and our impact in the world so i think this kind of a relationship is something that is so powerful and it benefits not just you know whoever is listening and whoever um decides to explore this style of relationship but really the world because the more happy relationships that are out there you know the more good that's going to come out in the world and so my deepest hope is that this conversation this level of realness authenticity openness 
Um, and really like determination, you know, helps shift how we see relationships, not one based on attachment and locking down someone. Jealousy. Jealousy. Possession. Possession, you know, and using the other person, taking from the other person, you know, projecting shit at the other person, but one that becomes a transformational container for our higher self, for evolution, for our growth. And yeah, that's, that's why I'm here. I think that's why you're here. And I'm really excited to be having this conversation with you and for people to be listening to this. Baby, thank you so much for bringing it back to the bigger picture and the bigger why. That is absolutely why we're here. And oh, it's just the deepest service from our hearts. And I'm, again, so grateful to you, so grateful to us, grateful for our evolution and our journey. And I'm so excited to be sharing this journey with others in in service to others. So thank you for being here, baby. You'll be with me on the following episodes. For everyone who's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or if there's anything that you want to hear about, shoot me an email, hello at linoto.com or DM me on Instagram at linoto underscore. We would love to hear from you. And we're just super excited to be sharing and uh, giving everyone a behind the scenes look. So with that, thank you, baby. I love you. I'll meet you in the hallway and sending everybody else much love and good vibes. We'll see you soon. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you made it this far, it probably means that you enjoyed listening, learned a lot, and are one step closer to deeper intimacy. To help other women like you discover the show and transform their lives, please consider leaving a five-star review and hitting subscribe. If you want to be the first to gain access to exclusive content, powerful practices, and tools to create untamed intimacy in your life, then join my mailing list by clicking the link in the show notes. You'll receive powerfully curated content that's no bullshit and pure love. If you want to learn more about creating untamed intimacy in your life, then visit me at linoto.com. I see you, sister, and I appreciate you. Until next time, much love and good vibes.